Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We've got another exciting show planned for you today. And I want to, as always, introduce you to another fascinating guest. This is a man that I've known for only a short time, uh, less than a year for sure, probably more like six months or so. Does that sound right to you? And uh, I'll give you his name, and then we're going to talk about his story. This is Jason Levitt. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hi, Dr. Paul. I am thrilled to have you with me today. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm glad you're thrilled. I am. We've got some neat things to talk about, and I think the starting point... Well, first of all, just uh, share with our listeners a little bit about who you are. Introduce yourself a little bit to us, Jason. Okay. Uh, my name is Jason Levitt. I live in Oakley, Utah. I have a, My wife, his name is Rachel, and I have three awesome kids, Mason, Mason, and Trayson. Uh-huh. And now Oakley is in a beautiful little place called Summit County. Yes, sir. And uh, when you were growing up, actually, you know what? I grew up not too far from there in a little town called Heber. And uh, we may have talked about this before. I can't remember if I had this conversation with you. But um, we used to play football games and things like that with uh, South Summit High School. And that's in Camas, which is right near Oakley. Yes. And uh, one of the things that I remember about that part of the country, uh, it's very similar to where I grew up, for one thing. And this place is famous for rodeos. Yes, is sir. that not true? Yes, sir. In fact, the state championship rodeos were, were often held in Heber, where I grew up. But Camas, Oakley, that that neck of the woods was very much into that kind of stuff, too. And you used to do this back in high school, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I grew up doing it. My family has done it for ever since I was little. We did uh-huh. it as a family. So that's just part of your background and your upbringing. You were also quite involved in sports and athletics. Yeah, I played a lot of sports, too. I am very competitive and loved it. Uh-huh. You're still pretty competitive, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I have a hard time expressing myself now, but it's well, okay. And that's part of the story. Yes, sir. Isn't it? Yes, sir. So you, as you were growing up through high school and things, you were doing your rodeo, primarily roping. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Now, yes, that's all I did. I roped and I steer wrestled and then played football and basketball. Roping and steer wrestling. Yes. I don't know that I've ever had someone who was a roper and steer wrestler on my show. You are probably the first one, Jason. Well, thank you very much. Isn't that exciting? Sure. (laughs) And I don't know how much our listeners know about that kind of stuff. Anything you want to share about that? Um, I know. 
I, I haven't steer wrestled since I was in high school. Since but, then, really? But uh-huh. I rope. I rope. I still rope to this day. Every second I yeah. can. And you've been teaching your kids how to do that. Yeah. Your kids are pretty young still. Yes, my son is nine. Uh huh. So for those who are less familiar with this kind of with roping, mm-hmm. basically it's, it's just what it sounds like. You're using a rope, but you have skilled. Uh, very, very precise activities that you do with this rope, like taking down livestock or yeah, or um, almost like target shooting with a rope. I guess you could put it that way. Um, way back when uh, the ranchers used to, they have to rope the cows in order to doctor mm-hmm. and take care of the animals. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of dressed up and turned it into an event, a sporting event, and mm-hmm. brought it to the rodeo and. We mm-hmm. still we still do it we still do it on the ranch doctoring cows but mm-hmm. we most we more do it uh, in the arena competing for sport and competition yeah requires a lot of fitness yeah requires a lot of concentration yeah. all that good stuff just like other sports really hand eye coordination yeah well and I know that's not what we're here to talk about but that's just an interesting thing about you thank you uh, part of your background. I enjoy it now when you got married. Uh, you and Rachel were just sweethearts forever. Yes. Right? Yeah, in high school. And, and I've met your wife. She's awesome. She is. I and love your her. kids. They are cool. So you've got this beautiful little family, and you guys were taking a little vacation down to southern Utah. Yes. And uh, do you want to take it from there? What happened? Well, um, we were uh, we were on I-15, headed, headed south towards St. George to my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole family was going to be down there. My mom and dad were still the house. They were coming later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and my family, we had gone earlier. And we slid off the road and had flat tires. And, mm. and we're on the side of Beaver, uh, seven miles north of Beaver with two flat this tires. Which is right smack dab in the middle of Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get on the phone and t- I start talking to them. Mom and ask her where she is. Um, we could probably use one of your spares if you're not very far behind us, kind of thing. And in the meantime, uh, I said, "Well, let me talk. Let, let you talk to my your dad." Mm-hmm. And while she's passing the phone to my dad, another car hits us, and mm-hmm. I didn't have my seatbelt on anymore. Everyone else was still seatbelt in, but I didn't. Because you were pulled off the side of the road at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'd gotten out and looked at the car and got mm-hmm. back in. Mm-hmm. And another car hit that same patch of ice. I think so. And just plowed right into you. Yes. You and the whole family. Yes. And Jason, this is like this is like everybody's worst worst nightmare. Yeah, it, it kind of is. And but this is what happened to you and your family during this outing. Mm-hmm. Um, from what you've told me before about this experience, that's that's the last thing you remembered. Oh, I didn't remember. You didn't even remember that no. part, probably. No, that's all been told to me. I didn't know any of that happened. Which is interesting because in uh, in the field of psychology, we learn about a thing called retrograde amnesia, mm-hmm. which is where if you suffer a traumatic event like this, your mind it's like your mind goes back and kind of deletes everything just before that. It did. It deleted it deleted that whole entire day. I don't remember even going to work. I worked for half a day before we left. You don't even remember that part. Oh no. 
So your mind just kind of conveniently erased all that so you wouldn't have to think about it. Which is probably a blessing. Yeah. Well, that's why our minds do that. It's an amazing... It's an amazing thing. And it's a little frustrating sometimes if you're trying to remember things. Because I know you're trying to share this story now. And you're put, piecing it together from what people told you. Now, you and Rachel and uh, your kids were in this car. And I think, didn't you say a niece or something like I had two like kids that? and my little sister. Oh, your little sister. Car. Uh-huh. And everybody... Was everybody hurt? I, I'm um, not sure I have this all straight. The kids were... See... I'm not positive because mm-hmm. this is all being re- what I've been told. Okay. But I believe the kids had some scrapes and bruises, weren't badly hurt, more psychologically than anything else. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, they took Rachel to the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, were going to transport, well, they were going to release her, mm-hmm. and she passed out. And they mm-hmm. said well, they, had, they had several several different accidents that day and so mm-hmm. they were really busy so at, when she passed out they said they decided we better check her again so mm-hmm. when they checked her again they found 14 broken bones oh my heavens she broke her scapula nine ribs so she was beat up pretty her bad her pelvis in four places her pelvis actually still bothers her today mm-hmm. and you you were out of commission yes i was i was done um, uh, In fact, they might have thought that you were were dead on the scene, huh? Yes, and they said, "Mom, mom has a journal entry in here mm-hmm. that talks about how they didn't know why they, they transported me, but they didn't really know why because uh, I was I was mm-hmm. thought to be dead already." Wow! Uh, the the Beaver Hospital, a doctor I don't know his name. I tried to find mm-hmm. him. A year or two later, and mm-hmm. went back there, but couldn't find him. He gave me a a priesthood blessing, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and he he said to my mom, he questioned why what why he should do it because even if I survived, my quality of life would be so bad. He didn't know if he wanted to do that, but wow. he felt like he needed to give me a blessing. So you were so severely injured. That you went into a coma, and you had had an enormous, an enormous mountain in front of you to climb, as far as recovery. Yeah, it, there were people who didn't even expect you to recover. Most, didn't. and if you did recover, like this doctor was saying, quality of life probably wouldn't just wouldn't be there. Wow. Okay. Well, like I said, Jason, this is one of. This is almost everybody's worst nightmare that you lived through. We're going to tell a little more of that story when we come back from this first break. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book 
So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. All right, Jason, we've set this up now. There you are in the hospital. You're out of commission. You were in a coma. Yes, sir. You? Yes, for, sir. For a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. I mean, it depends on how you describe, define a coma. Okay. But I really don't remember anything in, for almost a month. And, and so they got you into the hospital. They started to do some assessment of what had happened. You were obviously pretty injured. Yes. In that accident. Tell us a little bit more about just what where that went. What what did you realize when you finally came to, or what what was the story? I'd like to start out by reading a, my my mother's journal entry. She wrote, okay. and you know what? I was just realizing before the show today when you came in and you said you've got some of these journal entries from your mom. You're just encountering these for the first time. Yeah. You've heard the stories. They've, your mom, she was there. That must have been just a, a terribly difficult time for her, for the whole family. For my family, it was, I can't imagine it. My, you were just planning a family, a family gathering, and yeah. it ended up being a tragedy. My, my mom and my, my brother, my younger brother, who stayed by me through the whole thing, mm-hmm. was very, very strong and very supportive and I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know any uh, any of this happened until after. Mm-hmm. I was. I was coming close to everything. So, there's some things you want to share. Yeah, uh, that your mother shared with you. Yeah, this my okay. m- mom's journal entry uh, says: "This hospital is cold. I've been wearing my coat for for nearly twenty hours. My 
my lips are dry and my teeth feel like slim like slime mm-hmm. slimy rocks sitting on my mouth uh, these are uncomfortable but my it's my heart that hurts my robust athlete great dad son he is comatose next next to where I sit his hair cut is a his rapper's dream come true one bald spot and and a six inch bolt protruding at an angle. It looks like a horn or a Frankenstein movie. His face is peaceful now. His face is peaceful now, but it... this was this was what your mom was recording as she sat there by your side in the hospital. Yeah, it still hurts me to this day. Yeah. She tries to. Sh- she says, "Don't move. We'll get you out of soon." Oh wait, I'm sorry. That was something. That was. That That's was- all right. But the the point you're trying to make here, Jason, is that this was this was a very a very grim situation. And uh, for all of you listeners, if you can just imagine, just put yourself in Jason's position here, or in the position of his mother. Or some member of your family, um, you know how difficult would that be? And then when you finally started to to realize what was going on around you, what did you first know as you were coming out of this? What you know, what, Doctor Paul, the very first feeling I felt was mm-hmm. a peaceful. I I don't I I don't remember having a near death experience, but I think mm-hmm. I probably did. It sounds but like it. I just remember coming out and having this peaceful feeling and knowing that everything is good, everything is great, and everything is going to work out. So as soon as you woke up, you were able to just pop right, right up out of bed and get back to work and out and play with your kids? Yeah, almost. 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 Still working on that, aren't you? A little you? bit. Were you able to walk? Were you able um, to talk? What What happened as you no, woke up? No, I, I had to relearn everything. I... First off, I had to learn how to breathe again. Um, mm-hmm. How to breathe? Yes, they had breathing tubes in my, and my, they kept trying to when they'd take the tubes out. My mom said it was the greatest day of her life, and then it was the worst day of her life at the same time, because they took the breathing tubes out. Oh yeah, he's gonna get better, and then, I my brain kept telling my body that it couldn't breathe, and they had to put oh, the tubes back my in. Heavens. Wow. So something just as fundamental as taking a breath. Mm-hmm. You had to relearn that. Yeah. And I, I... That's amazing. I still struggle with several things to this day, which pe- people, uh-huh. if they don't know me, would never know. Well, you walk around, you you engage in activity, you're still roping, you play with yeah. your kids, you're being a dad. You're living a full life. Right now, this happened, was it in 2002? 2003. We're recording this show today in 2009, October Mm -hmm. of 2009, six and a half years ago. And so in that period of time, you've had to basically start from scratch and relearn everything. How to breathe even. Yeah. Wow. That must have been 
quite a challenging time for you. You know, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Like that psycho- particular part. You mean? I don't remember mm-hmm. trying to breathe again. But there are instances, instances where I had my nose fixed and my brain kept telling my body that I couldn't breathe in. Mm-hmm. I had, that was done not too long ago, less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just have to think it through and remind I, yourself of what to do. Huh? I guess. Wow. And then walking, you had uh, to relearn that. I I absolutely had to relearn everything. I when I finally came home, I came home a month and a half or two months later. I came mm-hmm. home in a wheelchair, of course. I I went home to my in laws' house because I there my I was living in a trailer at the time, and it mm-hmm. wasn't wheelchair accessible. Mm-hmm. And okay, I so I went home to their basement. And lived in their basement for the first mm-hmm. few months. Mm-hmm. And then and you went through a period of rehabilitation and therapy and all kinds of stuff, I'm sure. You know what? I went to therapy every day. It was my it was what we did. We woke up and went to therapy for a long time. That just became your life. Yeah, we, we went to occupational therapy in Park City. And mm-hmm. Physical therapy in Camas Byron Horner did that. And I did a speech therapy with a family friend. So we ought to give a shout out to Byron Horner. Uh, huh? He did awesome. He, Isn't he a great he helped physical me therapist? Yes, sir. And you guys might wonder why Dr. Paul's excited about Byron Horner. Well, Dr. Paul's middle name is Horner. And Byron is my cousin. You knew that, didn't you, yes, Jason? Yes, sir. <laughs> and he's doing some great work up there in Camas. So yes, sir. Shout out to you, Byron. Keep up the good work. But... So you're going to therapists. You're just your whole life was committed to trying to figure out how to live again. Yes, and the community was awesome. I mean, overwhelming. My mom has journal entry notes of like, mm-hmm. oh, this person, this person, and the list of people I didn't even I know I didn't even think cared. Mm-hmm. I mean, were concerned and and cared about me and my family and. We're awesome. That community rallied mm-hmm. around us and helped mm-hmm. us out a ton. Mm-hmm. And that is an important piece, isn't it? Absolutely. As you feel the support and the love and mm-hmm. the caring of people around you, it just makes a huge difference. Wow. So we don't have to get into all of the details to make a strong point here that that this was a life-changing, significant, huge event in your life. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, people look at me now and think, well, you look, you're better now. Well, mm-hmm. it's a long ways from that, and I'm still mm. struggling with lots of things every day, but that's just life. Everyone has their struggles. Well, you just, you know what, you just say that as if everybody knows that. But here you are, having been through this, okay, having been through everything that you've been through, like I said in that first segment, it's it's almost anyone's worst nightmare to be involved in that serious of a car accident with your family. I mean, your family was in there with you. Um, that's scary stuff. People fear this. And they wonder sometimes, Jason, is there life after something like this? And yeah. I know you have some thoughts about that. Absolutely. Uh, that's 
That's why I'm. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm, I want to tell people. You know what? You can go on. You when when things happen to you, people might not even see them. They might not be noticeable. You may may be dyslexic. You may have a learning disability. All sorts of different things. But the the message I want to uh, share with people is you can persist and you can go on. You can you can struggle on, no matter what your struggles are. Wow. There were probably times you didn't see that as clearly. No, sir. As we get into our next segment, I want to talk a little bit more about what you just said. That you can go on, no matter what. And you've got a good story to back that up. We'll be right back. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Have you ever tried talking on your cell phone at a shopping mall, a construction site, or an amusement park? Odds are that it was too noisy, which makes for difficult conversation. Most people talk through their mouths, but one Japanese electronics company believes that people should be talking through their ears, literally. NS Alexco, a developer in Japan, has developed a new approach to talking on your cell phone while in noisy places. Their invention allows you to place an earbud in your ear, which reduces sound around you by up to 10 times. But here is the interesting part. They also placed the microphone in the earbud. As you talk, the microphone inside your ear clearly picks up your voice through bone vibrations. Not only does it allow you to listen to your call through your ear, but it picks up your voice through your ear as well. One earbud serves as a speaker, a microphone, and an effective noise reductor. This allows someone to walk through one of the noisiest places on earth and still have a clear conversation over their phone. Well done, NS Alexco, on an idea worth talking about. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Eric Hoffer Okay, we're we're getting into the stuff that that I really like to focus on in this show, Jason, because you know, we're talking about how everybody has challenges. Now, the ones that you have described to us today have particular meaning to me because this is something that I think anyone would agree would be a hard thing to deal with in life. 
But you mentioned a few other things, you know, like dyslexia, for example, having difficulty reading. You've had some difficulty regaining some of your skills as you were reading your mom's journal. It's a little hard to read, but it was also touching your heart because you weren't even really there. (laughs) Right. And here's some people that you love who were in a lot of pain because of what had happened. Mm -hmm. And who knows where you were. (laughs) Well, I have some ideas. Do you? Absolutely. Well, we talked about how, you know, it's interesting because I've read books and things before about people who have near-death experiences or who have powerful experiences like this where... eh, where there's a thin veil, I think, between this world and the next. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I believe that with all my heart. And you were sharing something with me during the break about you feel like you had a choice. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. When I, when I first came to, I remember a peaceful, calm feeling. Well, I, I don't remember that my, the psychology that you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I think wiped that out. But I believe I had a near-death experience, and I had a mm-hmm. choice. I I knew I knew what I'd be faced with. I knew I'd be different and wouldn't be able to do a lot of the same things again. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be there to raise my kids and be with my wife and be your companion. So it's like you chose to come back. I, I, I sincerely believe I chose to come back. Knowing full well that this was not going to be easy. It's not going to be what you were used to. You don't get to go out there and be this elite athlete like you were before. Yes, sir. But you feel that you chose to come back anyway, and the feeling of peace that you had kind of confirmed that for you. Yes. Yes. Wow. There's probably times, Jason, and maybe you still have them, where you feel discouraged, where you feel, ah, is it even possible (laughs) It happens more than I want to admit. Does it? Yeah. Even still, but you've worked hard on that, haven't you? I have. My my wife, my family have been awesome. They help me so much. But it's it's a struggle. And now you said something before the break, though, Jason. You said that you can persist no matter what. Right. And you I, can keep struggling and fighting through whatever it is that you got on your plate. Right. That's what I feel like. I'm supposed to be here to to help people understand is you know what even when difficult Mm -hmm. circumstances arise you can't overcome them and you can do good you can be awesome still so you still feel like you've got a long ways to go but you've come a long ways yeah i i feel like there's a lot more i'm supposed to do and Mm -hmm. i'm trying to raise my kids right now Mm -hmm. and that's a real joy joy in my life boy and that's a challenge anyway it is it is but you know what? It, it occurred to me as you were sharing this that, that you feel like you had a choice, that, that you knew at some level, you knew that there would be difficulties. You knew that this would not be the same as it was before. We've rewritten all the rules now, okay? And you get to play this game called life, but you got a whole different stack of cards now than you had before. Yeah, when I feel really discouraged, I keep, I'm always like, None. Why did I choose to do this? <laughs> I oftentimes feel away, but I know deep down what I, what I'm doing. And then you can remind yourself, and that gives you more purpose. 
Purpose to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You got these little kids, and you were uniquely qualified to be their dad, just the way you are. Yes, sir. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. And you wouldn't trade that for anything? No. No, I love them. Good for you. Good for you. So, what advice... I don't know if you're here to give advice, Jason, but it occurs to me that you're in a position where you could, because you've got reasons to know things about life that some of us don't have because we haven't been through the same thing you have. What advice would you want to give to people? Let's say that there's somebody out there listening who's just feeling frustrated, feeling like there's not any hope, like whatever's going on in their life is too big and too bad and too awful to even deal with. You know what? I I felt that exact same thing. What I'm dealing with is too big, too bad, too awful. And I was like, no one knows. No one understands me. No one knows anything that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Then my mom told me in a very significant thing. She said, Jesus does know. Jesus suffered on the cross and, and went through every pain you're feeling. Mm. And the advice I want to give to someone, you're not alone. You have help. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give up. Keep going. Keep working hard. And, and it'll be worth it. And you're worth it. Mm. You've had to have some people kind of hold your hand through this, too. Yes. The big tough guy that you are? <laughs> yes, sir. You said something earlier about you don't always feel so tough. No. Right? No, I I I in fact that's that's been a, one of my hard hard spots is mm-hmm. my, I got my ego from my physical ability and mm-hmm. it, it really has worked on me. It's been a humbling thing. Yeah, yeah. But in addition to those important people in your life, your mom, your wife, the the family and friends, the community that you mentioned earlier, you've also mentioned a couple of times the spiritual side of this. Having having an understanding at some some really fundamental level about your purpose, uh about how to make sense out of things like this in your life, because they don't always make sense when you look at them through our mortal eyes. Right. It, it doesn't make sense at all. But I feel very blessed. My dad and my mom raised me to to believe. To, they raised me to not to just blind faith, but mm-hmm. to seek for yourself and learn and know the truth. Mm-hmm. And... I, I have a testimony, and it's very strong, of what mm-hmm. can happen, what why we're here, and what, what we're trying to accomplish, and mm-hmm. the family aspect, and the families are just so great. Wow, and I bet that perspective is a lot stronger for you now than it was before, it is. Yeah, it before is. all this happened. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's what I'm supposed to, part of what I'm supposed to be learning. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I have a friend who's um, who's an author. I've had him on this show, actually, um, who's a minister. And he has, has developed a habit of anytime anything difficult happens in his life, he just puts his hand over his heart and he says, Thank you, God, 
show me the lesson. You know, assuming that there's some lesson in this for me. Now, what if I can learn what I'm supposed to learn from this experience? Then what? Then what could I do with this? Wow. You can relate to that, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and as bad as I hate to admit it, this accident has been a blessing to me and my family. Would I ever <laughs> want to do it again? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. But it has been a great blessing. I've learned a lot about myself and about the gospel. And if you can see it that way, you know what? If you can find a way to be grateful for the difficult experiences that you have in your life, I think that's half the battle, Jason. Probably more than half. I think it's more. As you put it into perspective and you realize, okay, maybe I didn't sign up for this. Maybe I didn't think that this was the package I wanted. Okay, But who knows? Maybe you did sign up for this. I don't know. But whether you did or you didn't, this is your package. Here it is. So what are you going to do with this? Can you learn from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, talking about your minister friend. Mm-hmm. Learn. There's a lesson in each each obstacle we face. There's a lesson for us to learn and to overcome. Mm-hmm. It'll make us stronger. What doesn't kill you will only make you stronger. So you know what else is really cool about this? You're learning some powerful things from your experience. But because you are willing to share your story, other people get to benefit from your experience too. That's that's really what I'm hoping to do, to show other people. And then it becomes a very valuable thing, not just for you, but for anyone else that it touches. We've got one more segment. We're going to come right back. When you dream, dream. In today's world, people have become much more conscious of their health and wellness. Finding new and effective ways to combat the effects of disease, aging, and poor nutrition is more important than it has ever been as we look to improve our own life and the lives of those we love. Kayani is a rapidly growing nutritional supplement company that is marketing in over 20 countries. Kayani's products combine the nutritional benefits of well-known superfruits with Nobel Prize winning research and breakthrough science. Not only does Kayani help to improve the health and wellness of families, But through the amazing business opportunity that it offers, people like me have been able to create financial freedom. Kayani has the power to change your life, regardless of where you are or what your needs may be. Whether you are new to the network marketing industry or a seasoned veteran, you will find that Kayani has what you've been looking for. A well-financed, growing company with proven management to generate immediate income and the potential to allow normal people to succeed if they are willing to put in the time and effort. Kayani is a proud sponsor of Live On Purpose Radio. To learn more or to join our exciting team, please visit liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. That's liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose Radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind. 
and to the free Parental Power teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. We should just leave those mics rolling during the breaks, don't you think? Um, I don't know. You're not so sure, huh? No. Sometimes we have these very candid, very uh, straightforward conversations during the breaks. And, and uh, you know what, Jason? I've been doing this show for a couple of years now. I've interviewed lots of people. And every single one has has enriched my experience in life, has brought me something. Mm-hmm. And that is truly a gift. And, and this particular episode is no different because you have brought a gift, not only to me, but to all of the listeners of this show. And uh, this is the first time you've done anything like this. Yes. True? Yes. Well, I talked in church one time. but Uh-huh. That felt a little different, right? Yeah. Uh, it's really normal for for most people to to wonder: Is what I'm saying, is what I'm doing, valuable to anybody? Yeah. And you've wondered that a little bit. But I've seen you just in the time I've known you. I've seen you come to a fuller appreciation, just like we're talking about before this last break. That this is not just about you. For whatever reason, you've got this package. And you have been entrusted. Now, that's an interesting way to look at this. You've been entrusted with this experience. Yeah. And, and I feel like I shouldn't bottle it up. And mm-hmm. I, I want to share it and help other people. And that's why I came to you. And there's some difficult things about sharing it. I mean, even right down to, to forming the words. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you had to, to learn how to talk again, didn't you? Yeah. And I think you're doing amazingly well. My my speech is still slurred on occasion. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what? So is mine. <laughs> I've talked before on this show about this, the uh, voice disorder that I mm-hmm. have. And you know what? For so long, Jason, I was just playing the little victim story mm-hmm. in my head. I'm like, what the heck? I'm a psychologist. I need my voice. This is my tool, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I realized, you know what? It doesn't matter that my voice sounds a little strained or a little strangled sometimes. It doesn't matter because that's just part of my signature. That helps people to know who, that it's me that they're listening to, mm-hmm. you know? And I was so self-conscious about it for a while. But you know what? I've found out that this is still a tool for me. And you think about your own voice, okay? And you might wonder, oh, gosh, can people tell that it's still hard for me to talk? Um, because the way you form it in your mind isn't the way it always comes out. Right. Have you noticed that? Yes. And that can be frustrating. I know. I can relate because I got this voice disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you know what? You say it anyway. 
And this is why I'm so glad that you're here on this show today. You just say it anyway. Just get it out there. And it doesn't sound like you remember yourself sounding before the accident. That's okay. It's not supposed to. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. (laughs) Anyway, we could have some fun with that. Well, you know what? I think as we bring it home here, we've got just a few minutes left. And as we bring this home, I think that there's some powerful messages we're hearing here. And one of those messages is, okay, you got this package. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to give up? Are you going to just shut down? Are you going to crawl into a hole somewhere and cease to exist? Sometimes you might want to. There are occasions where I'd like to. Yeah. But you're here today because you don't want... You don't want anybody out there who's feeling that way to think that there's no hope. Right, right. There's always hope. There is always hope. And there's resources. And there's people around you who love you and care about you Mm -hmm. and who are willing to help. Absolutely. And there's all kinds of things that you can do. It might not be exactly the same as, as before, whatever this incident is in your life. You know, for Jason, it's this accident. Okay, of a determining point in his life where things changed. Yeah. And you can point to that and you can say, look, that's where a lot of things changed. (laughs) Okay. And for somebody else, it might be the loss of a loved one. It might be a divorce. It might be that one of your children just goes off the deep end and starts doing some goofy things. Whatever it is, you know, you can point to that. What are you going to do now? You know, are you going to crawl into a hole? Jason, the example that that you set through just taking it on, okay, and it's not easy. Isn't I don't think anybody's saying it's easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. But as you persist, and I wrote this in my notes, you can persist no matter what. Do you really believe that? No matter what? Yes, yes, you can. Even if you're out of commission, in a coma, forget how to breathe. Wow. Um, Somehow you do. (laughs) Somehow. You just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you put one step and one foot in front of the other, and you keep taking the steps you know how to take. Sometimes you don't know what the next steps are going to be. Right. But just take the ones you know, and then you figure out where to go from there. I'd like to appreciate... uh, give my appreciation to Dr. Paul for helping me express this because I that's truly what I want mm-hmm. because you, you take the steps you know how to take and, and you'll figure it out mm-hmm. that's what you've been doing all along yes sir so you don't know all the next steps to take Jason um not yet <laughs> welcome to life dude thanks <laughs> yeah but you know what and folks even if you can't see the whole path, just identify the next thing you could do. And you might feel like, this is the last thing I could do. You know, you ever feel that way? Yes, sir. You might feel like this is the very last thing. And I don't know where it's going after this, but I'm just going to do this this one last thing. And say, well, do that. If you know to do that, do that. That, I've been that way several times, and that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of quotes come to mind. I think it was 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to attribute this to Martin Luther King Jr., who said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the steps that are in front of you. You know, and I had another good friend explain it as, as being in your driveway, and you're going to go somewhere, and you get in your car. You don't just sit in your driveway and wait for all of the lights to be green between here and Detroit right. before you take off. That doesn't make any sense. You just get out of your driveway, go to the end of the cul-de-sac, turn right, turn left. Take the next physical step that you can identify. And uh, I want to take this opportunity, Jason, too. And you can think about this and share if you want to. But uh, for all of you listeners, too, whatever this packages in your life. What if you were to just take a few minutes, pause the recording, <laughs> you know, take a few minutes, whatever you need to do, to identify what would be the next physical step I could take. Sometimes this is a little misleading because you'll think, well, the next thing I need to do is get into school. Okay, is that the next physical step? Or is it something like, go to the internet, type in a search phrase for the particular schooling that I'm looking for and download a couple of pages to, to research. See, that's more of a next physical step. Getting into school takes several steps before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to challenge everybody to just identify the next physical step and do that. Don't worry about the whole trip. Just get to the end of the cul-de-sac. Turn right, turn left, whatever is next for you. So, Jason, I, now you got me on my soapbox. <laughs> you good. put a nickel in me, I'll take off. Take a, a moment here to just share some final thoughts for our listeners. What is it that you want to leave them with today? I think that I feel very grateful at this point in time for the opportunities that I've been given mm-hmm. for, for this you know what, through this accident, I have a platform that I can share with people and help them overcome everything everything they face, no matter what it is. It can be a divorce, it can be, like you said, a loss of a loved one, all mm-hmm. sorts of different things. Just whatever. Just take the next step and pursue. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that through my example that you can do that. Jason, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being willing to share this story. Thanks, Dr. Paul. I told you months ago, this is a powerful story, Jason, and you've been entrusted with it. And, And for all of you listeners out there, as you hear what Jason is able to do with his package, what does that mean about you and your package? Can you persist on purpose? Because there's so much to life out there. And whatever your package is, it doesn't have to stop you. You can keep moving forward no matter what. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today, Jason. Thank you, Dr. Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Everybody go out there and live on purpose. We'll catch you next time.